You are listening to Behind the Horse's Eyes on the Illiterate Podcast Network. Welcome back to another episode of Behind the Horse's Eyes. Yes, I know, it is late once again, but this is a wonderful episode where me and Jay just kind of went through it and had a conversation, and what we ended on very quickly um, might be offensive to some, especially if you do not pay your bills. So this episode, we went immediately down the rabbit hole of being a responsible horse owner, not only for your horse, but for the folks that provide services to you and your horse. Also, just properly maintaining the things that you own that you rely on around your horse and barn so if that sounds like your cup of tea then set tight this is a good one but a little bit of housekeeping we got to give some shout outs first we want to shout out bruce griffin of griffin performance horses in virginia we got to hang out with bruce and his folks over at the uh the frisian nationals for the international frisian um show horse association and try on north carolina over the weekend and it was an absolute blast those folks are amazing some absolute amazing horses um shout out to gabby goldenbogen with jumpstart equestrian and pmf therapy and if you've never been to that facility up there in Tryon, Ohio, the Tryon International Equestrian Facility, it is absolutely top-notch. We got to experience something called uh, Saturday, Saturday Under the Lights, I believe they call it, and it is uh, jumping in the atmosphere of like uh, a ball sporting event, like a baseball event, and that facility is, oh, I can't, I cannot, uh, it, it begin to describe how awesome that facility is up there and if you're wondering where you can catch jay and i out in the wild um, we're going to be at liberty fest this october 13th through 15th in lexington kentucky uh, at the all tech arena there inside the kentucky horse park liberty fest is all about liberty horses um, we're going to be hanging out with our good friend morgan who owns endo the blind horse she's doing some uh, some demos and competing up there so it's going to be fun for the whole family, the Kentucky Horse Park is an absolutely amazing facility. Jade's little horse, Hex, is up there in the Parade of Breeds. Phenomenal, phenomenal time. So if that sounds like something you're into, Jay and I are going to be there. We won't be hard to spot. Come on up. Say hi. Uh, we would love to meet you. But with that out of the way, here we go. This is going to be a wonderful episode. I hope you guys enjoy it. But first, got to pay a few bills, so... Let's listen to some sponsors. It's Ryan. And Jade. From Behind the Horse's Eyes podcast. Listen, have you ever thought about making a podcast? Well, Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily. They'll help distribute it, and you can even make money. It's all in one place, and it's called Spotify for Podcasters. Jade, tell them how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast on Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And when you want to take conversations with your fans to the next level, Q&A and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And the best of it all is it's totally free. Listen, when me and Jade set out that we wanted to do this, we didn't have a clue where to start. And Spotify made it super simple. We didn't have to give up no credit card information, no nothing. All we had to do was download the app on our smartphones or log into Spotify for podcasters on our computers and get started. It is highly recommended that you give it a try. Where can they get it, Jade? They can download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com forward slash podcasters to get started. I bet you didn't know we had a merch store. That's right. We actually have merch. If you head on over to the description, the notes of this episode, there will be a link there to the merch store, and you can head on over to the Mediocre Horseman store. From there, we have socks, we have hoodies, we have tanks, we have tees, and there's new designs coming out all the time. 
And the special this month is the Feral Appalachia shirt. 100% of the proceeds of that shirt are going to help feral horses in Appalachia. And 50% of everything else that's sold in the store are, is also going to go help feral horses in Appalachia through Feral Aaron as part of the Appalachia Legacy Initiative. So click the link in the description, head on over there, get something, help out some amazing horses, some amazing people, and uh, help me feed my horses, for crying out loud. Jay, do you like to read? Man, I love to read. Where do you have time to read? I do not. That's a problem. Have you ever heard of Audible? I have not. Audible, absolutely phenomenal. Let me tell you about Audible. Audible has all the New York Times bestsellers, the classics. They have hundreds of thousands of books all on audio. I listen to Audible when I'm in the barn, when I'm on horseback, even when I'm at work. And they have a special treat for our listeners. If you head on over to audibletrial.com forward slash J Ryan, you're going to get a free audiobook on us. We're going to give them a free audiobook. And even if they cancel their subscription before they get charged, they're still going to be able to keep that audiobook. But if you keep that subscription, you're going to earn points every month. And it's enough points every month for you to get a free book. Listen, I haven't bought a book from Audible in forever because I just turn in my points every month and get another book to listen to. How does that sound, Jane? Sounds pretty good. I'm going to have to give it a try. Give it a try. Head on over to audibletrial.com forward slash J Ryan and claim your free audiobook today. You have nothing to lose, and if you cancel that subscription, again, you get to keep the free book. If you didn't know it, Jade and I have a Patreon, and you can find it by heading on over to www.patreon.com forward slash J. Ryan Chastain. There's going to be a link to it down into the show notes, and it's one of the easiest ways that you can support the show. We're going to start doing a whole lot more there. We're going to realign all the membership tiers and everything. There's going to be some new offers there. And we're going to kick back up the super secret podcast that we were doing in the past. Again, we're wanting to do a whole lot more for our patrons, and we're trying to bring in new patrons because, like any show, we do need your support to keep this wagon rolling downhill. So if you like the show and you want to help out, also get some exclusive content. Again, head on over to patreon.com forward slash J Ryan Chastain and sign up for one of the tiers today. dog has not made a peep since we first got on here. It, it that's right it listen that dog knew that your boy hit the record button and he's like hold on i'm here i want to be part of this <laughs> so it's like but, flow whenever i have flow on echo dog is like so peaceful and then all of a sudden flow hits record and echo dog's like i'm here you're right <laughs> shout well, out to used- echo dog cool dog by the way <laughs> Well, Cassidy's normally has never been that bad until she started losing her hearing. And now that's like her way of saying, "Hey, I'm here. I can't yeah. hear and no, tell if you no, notice me. Would you yeah, say? Right. Uh, no, notice me. Hello?" She stuck with her thoughts and she doesn't like that. Right. Um <laughs> I promise you guys, this is a horse podcast. It's just, you know, dog, dogs are things, too. So so I was thinking of an idea. Oh, shit. Here we go. Just for a, just, I was thinking that maybe we could, in each podcast, regardless of the subject matter, do equine-related news. Even just a little two-minute blurb. Something we that's can do significant that. you, in the horse you, world. Have you got that? Have you got that dialed up right now? I, I do not. It was just a, a passing thought. Oh. <laughs> this was the... Was like, my, my man's got... Look at my man. He is on deck. He is ready to go. We're going to rock this out. Jade is on it, man. He, you know, he's going to... Guiding light. I knew I brought him in for a reason. There's the ball. It's in his hand. It's been intercepted. <laughs> 
But we, but we know, we, we know that that's now a good, a good idea. Well, I started something new on TikTok, and I'm still going to do like all my normal videos that everybody loves, the you know my history stuff like that. But I'm doing something, and I'm going to drop maybe a couple of them a week. And I'm calling it the Equine Devotional. Okay. And it has no. It's going to be a little history tidbit, but it's going to be something around like. You can find something in yourself to kind of help you push through um, with it. It's going to be uplifting. And if okay. you're a spiritual person, you know, one of those type of things, right? You know, I'm not I'm not a very religious person. Um, but, you know, there's no other way I could really wrap around it uh, than it being like a devotional. You know, everybody, you know, you get your daily devotionals. It's supposed to be something that helps you through the day, gets you going. Yeah. And uh, so I've started yeah, so I started something called the Equine Devotional. I did my first one and uh and it was about, you know, you're always gonna get roadblocks sometimes with horses and don't know how to how you know, how to how to push through. Like you've thrown everything that you can possibly think of that you have floating around in your noodle, uh, to push through this roadblock with this horse. And I brought up the fact that humans have been around for nearly two million years and they've known about horses for nearly two million years we've got depictions in cave art going back 30 40 thousand years ago with horses and through all that time we didn't domesticate them until about six thousand years ago and then it took almost another thousand years for us to realize oh we can ride them <laughs> so imagine what that was like for that first guy that was like you know what i'm gonna get on it i'm gonna make it tote me around yeah. So if that guy could do that, that little roadblock that you're 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 with right now with this horse, you can overcome. It's going to be fine. I promise. Right, and, and so we that, all that, have. That was the first one. Oh gosh, yeah, we all have them. I mean, I've got a new horse coming in next week, and you know he's supposed to be a dull, deadheaded, laid back guy that just was not a good fit in the barn because he was a dull, deadheaded, laid back guy, and you know. It, I, I trust the folks that, that have him. It's the guys over there at Jumpstart Equestrian. They're absolutely amazing. Uh, we recorded an episode with them that will probably never see the light of day. Um, I've already it, it was deleted all, it on my end. <laughs> it was, no, I have it. I, I have a hard copy of it. Um, sounds sounds okay. Um, but uh, it might might be one of those two buzz to air type things to end up on Patreon one day. Uh, right. we'll just see which, which guys we do. We do have a Patreon. It's Patreon. We're, well, we're using mine right now. I promise you, when we get some more patrons, I will start paying Jade. So if you want to help feed a starving <laughs> Jade, head on over to patreon.com forward slash J Ryan Chastain and, you know, help this man buy a sack of alfalfa or some shit. He needs some alfalfa pellets. He forge dot, he forge feeds like I do, don't you? Yep. Yep. And uh, you know you got to go to Tractor you know, Supply something... and spend a thousand dollars to get ten dollars off. Oh yeah! Oh man, I was so excited. Two weeks in a row. Uh, no, it was two weeks apart, so it was like a fortnight. So I went in there one week and I had ten dollars, ten dollars in points. So I was like, sweet. And I went back two weeks later and I had ten dollars in points. I was like, awesome. And then I realized, damn, I must have spent a lot of money in between. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know. Hey, but I got a free trailer rental up... though. <laughs> Hey, there you go. But that you know that does bring up like a very valid thing. Forage feeding is. I'm I'm starting to notice more and more people, and even more high end barns and operations, are are doing more forage feeding. They're doing more alfalfa alfalfa, alfalfa Timothy cubes or Timothy cubes, um, you know alfalfa pellets, and you know uh, you're starting to see a lot of mixed grain kind of go by the wayside in a lot of people's barns. I still feed. Uh, some mixed grain. I still feed uh, Neutrina, uh, but in very small amounts. <laughs> really is more of a dressing <clears throat> on top of of their normal diet. I don't do a lot of supplements. I never have. I've just always, every time I always see somebody coming from the rocket donkey world, you know, they're pumping their horses full of, they got a supplement for gut health. They got a supplement for their joints. They got a supplement for focus. They got a supplement for calming. And like, next thing you know, horses is colic and dead. You know, and I'm not saying that all the supplements are the reason for that. It's just in my brain, I'm like, you know, if they don't really need it, why, you know, I, I, 
I was a joint supplement guy, and that was it. Like, there's nothing wrong with your gut. Vet has vetted them. I said, mm, fine. No ulcers, no nothing like that. Everything's good. Food's going in one end. Uh, you know, poop's coming out the other. Really, it's money going in one end and poop coming yeah. out the other. Something, something you can't give away coming out the other. And I've just always fed... Um, it's close to, you know, a horse's natural diet as it could. And, and it's always, luckily, knock on wood, I have never had too many severe medical problems as far as impactions, you know, colics, choking, uh, you know, it, any, it, nothing, nothing, ulcers, like nothing really major like that. And I've, you know, yeah, granted, I haven't owned hundreds of horses. But I've probably owned, I don't know, 20 or so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you're fortunate enough to have good pasture, that that's great. And your horses really aren't going to need too much else. Um, if you feed a no. good quality and, hay. And like, you know, when, when my horse in the wintertime, when my horses are primarily on hay, they do get a ration balancer. Yeah. Well, see, but like, the, so for me in the wintertime, I do... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, you're good. Yeah, for me in the wintertime, though, like, I do... Um, I buy rounds in the wintertime, and pretty much in the winter, give them free choice of the rounds. Because, you know, the grass is not great. We have a lot of coastal Bermuda here, which is great forage for a horse. We have good quality coastal Bermuda here, but, it, you know, it's just what a lot of people would refer to as grass hay. And mm-hmm. um, I I also feed uh, Coastal Bermuda in um, square bells in the summer. I feed squares in the summer because they're getting pasture, right? They'll get a couple of flakes with their food, and their food consists of alfalfa, uh, alfalfa timothy pellets. Um, and that's usually dressed with, uh, some neutrina. Um, uh, what is it? It's just, my mind is just going, uh, um, um, shit. The, uh, country feeds. That's what I'm feeding right yeah. now. And everybody's going, oh, that's that cheap stuff. Stuff's awesome. For 16 bucks a bag for a horse in maintenance, that is awesome. I don't have show ponies anymore. Like, these guys literally just tote my butt around the weekends these days. And now my new boy might be on something a little little better um, because I'm pretty sure his metabolism is not that of like a 13 and a half hand pony um, since he's 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 a big fella, big standy. But, you know, it, it, it's just, I, yeah, I just, they, they get pasture, they get a few flakes of hay, they get Timothy alfalfa mix. And dressed, dressed with a little country feeds, and my horses are shiny. They're fat. They're healthy. The the vet's always complimenting them. The farrier's always complimenting them. Um, yeah, no, that's not gonna work. I know that's not gonna work for every horse. Like every, you have to treat horses diet for the individual horse, right? Well, Do and not, you, then, you know, you said a very important word just a few seconds ago, vet. If you own horses, have a good relationship with a veterinarian. Oh, God, yeah. Full stop. uh, Full stop. Yeah, mic drop. Because here's the deal, folks. Like, you need... Now, you can't look at a vet as just, like, an emergency lifeline. Like, if that's the relationship you have with your vet, then, then you're doing this all wrong. And I understand the vet is expensive, but you need to have the relationship with your vet that you can actually just call your vet on their cell phone. You know, most most large animal vets will give you their cell phone. Does that mean they're going to answer it all the time? Maybe. Mine does um, for emergencies. But a lot of times you can call them, leave them a voicemail, or shoot them an email, or send them a text. More than likely, just send them a text if it's not an emergency. And just be like, hey, I just wanted to ask what you thought about this. And a lot of times they won't bill you. If it's something that's that's pertinent to that horse, uh, they're more than happy to look at it at, at their convenience. Just don't expect them to get right back to you. But that's the kind of relationship you should have with your vet. And I'm not saying you should be getting free veterinary advice from your vet. 
What I'm saying is that you should be able to have a relationship with your vet that when you do run across a problem and you're confused and you have a question, you should be able to shoot a text to that vet uh, or give them a phone call or call the office and go, hey, at their convenience, could they please give me a call back? And say, hey, listen, I'm really got a question about some feeding or this, that, and the other, and they should be able to answer it for you. You know why? Because you have a good enough relationship because they know your horse. Exactly. That's exactly. Also, you know, pay. Also, pay your bills. Pay pay your yeah. bills. You, you'd be amazed at the people I've talked to. Like my my farrier, you know, my farrier's a butthole. My vet. Da, 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 every time I call them, they just say like, they don't have time for me. Well, how much do you owe them? Well, just right. Pay your bills. Yeah, yeah. You know, I was really fortunate for a lot of years. My vet was my first cousin's husband. Um, he unfortunately passed away way too early from a from a brain tumor he was in his 30s when he passed mm. um but he was you know he wasn't I, I i was lucky not only was he my vet he was my friend and when he passed my natural next step was transferring all of my veterinary business to an associate that worked with him yeah um because I know if, if, if John, you know, my, my original vet, if he had nothing bad to say about it, that, that was good enough for me. And, and he has been, um, a phenomenal vet. And, uh, oh, yeah. you know, we've, he, he has worked enough with my animals to where I can call him for that quick conversation, you know having this issue, you know, or, 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 uh, you know, my horse just, it isn't, isn't maintaining weight, you know, and he'll, he'll make those, those suggestions, you know, try these. If that doesn't work, call me so I can come out and run blood work and yeah. this and that, you know, but, but you should be able to have a casual conversation with your vet, even if it's for a, you know, even if they work for a large veterinary um, service, you know, my my secondary vet, my backup vet, uh, works for Rude and Riddle. Um, but he, you know, my animals, my horses are designated as his animals. So it's not, I'm not, I don't have a different vet that comes out every time. You know, it's it's the same vet looking over the, looking after the same animals and you know even even if the the equine vet in your area works for a large you know veterinary service you're probably still going to have the same vet anytime you call so you can still have those conversations and build that relationship with that veterinarian Absolutely. I'll give you point in case. Um, so I had um, my my barrel horse Foxy, and I had her for quite a few years. She, she's she's still around. I you know she's um, off with a good friend of mine right now, still continuing her career because I I went a different direction and she was setting and I hated that for her. But anyway, so at one point in time, we were working one day, and she ended up shearing off a heel bulb, like the whole heel bulb, just sheared it completely off. And it was just dangling by the hoof. And so I called my vet, and I said, hey, I said, I had a horse, she's just sheared her heel bulb off, and she asked him a few questions. She goes, do me a favor, take some pictures, and text them to me real quick. And I said, okay. So I text some pictures, and she goes, okay, I don't really see a need for me to come out to bill you for this she goes but what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna leave some stuff in the uh office for you in a box with your name on it and it's gonna be some stuff to irrigate it and clean it out real good some uh antibiotics for her and vet wrap and um non-stick pads stuff like that and she goes and call your farrier and get your farrier out there today if he's available and i'm like okay so I called my farrier. Farrier's like, yeah, on my way. And then I went and picked up all that stuff. Farrier helped me uh, get through that and even had my equine dentist involved because they were riding around together that day. 
And my equine <laughs> dentist was like, listen, listen, uh, you know, I, I can push drugs. So if we got to, if she won't let us have that foot, we'll make her give her, you know, that foot. And, you know, it's just, it's great to have a rapport with those people like that. And again, it all comes down to um, being fair with them, and they'll be fair with you, paying them on time, you know, and, you know, not have... Don't surprise them. the thing, people. No, don't surprise them. And if you You own junk horses and you expect them, and I hate to say that, but if you own junk-ass horses and you expect them to pussyfoot around junk horses all the time around your place, they're going to be slow to get back with you because they're not going to want to deal with your crappy horses. And I say junk horses, I mean horses that are barely trained. Yeah, yeah. Or or when you have an appointment with your farrier, don't buy six more horses and not tell him about it before he shows up. That's right. Because, yeah, oh my gosh, that kills me. So, like, my fairy usually has has a, he'll text me, like, beforehand, be like, hey, you know, usually my fairy comes on weekends. He's a really good friend of mine. And usually his slowest time is, like, on weekends. And so he'll be like, hey, what are you doing Saturday? I don't have a dog show or I don't have this going on. Uh, go ahead and trim the ponies. And I'm like, yeah, cool. And I'll go ahead and text him, hey, you're just doing, you know, two in the donkey. And he's like, awesome. And that tells him how he can set up the rest of his day because he knows, oh, okay, I'm not going to be there for just a few minutes, right? And he also knows that my stuff is going to stand there. It's not going to lean on him. It's not going to bite him. You know, it literally, uh, Tater Mare will ground tie while he, like, I don't even have to put her in cross ties. Like, I can walk out with a lead, drop it, and go on about my business, and she's going to stand right there. Now, she might get a little, she might get a little bored every once in a while and turn around and look at him, and then he kind of looks at her, and she's like, what? I'm just nosy. But... Yeah, I mean, that's it. So, yeah, have, it's not hard. Like, none of this is hard to have a great relationship with these folks. And no. if you keep going through farrier after farrier, vet after vet, and you keep thinking they are the problem while everybody else does not have a problem with these people, it's probably you that are the problem. Yeah, exactly. You know, when when I got the Colt home, he hadn't been here a week and a half when my farrier was scheduled to come out here. And do everybody else. And uh, he came out. He did the other horses. And then he walked. He, he saw the colt up there in the round pen. And he's like, what, what about him? And I'm like, he's only been here a week. He's, I haven't gotten to work with him a whole lot. I've got him to where he'll let me pick up his feet. Yada, yada. And uh, he's like, well, I don't have time to trim. But let's go out here and mess with him for just a few minutes. So he spent a, just a few minutes getting to know the colt, letting the colt get to know him, picking up the feet. That way, whenever he comes back here in about two more weeks now, he he's already started building a relationship with that little horse that that little horse is going to remember and know what's going on. The, yeah, and <clears throat> there's, there's kind of something else, too, that I think... I think people kind of kind of miss as well, um, and and you know vets, farriers, you, you know your equine dentist, your equine chiropractor, you, you you know whoever you get it comes out does like regular therapy with your horses if you do all that stuff and everything else. Um, there, there's something else that a lot of people miss too, and that's having a really good rapport. Uh, if you have a local feed store is having a really good rapport with those people, especially yes. if you ever find yourself in a pinch. Um, not only that, but those people, especially if they've been around it for, you know, a lot, of, a lot of these small stores, you know, somebody's grandpa owned it, and then their mom and dad ran it, and now they run it. And so you've got three or four generations there of, of knowledge when it comes to feeding and diet. And I'll be honest with you, a lot of these guys have never cracked a book on on being a nutritionist, but they're nine times better than most people that call themselves nutritionists. And I'm not telling you that, you know, don't have, don't, if you need an equine nutritionist, you know, obviously go get an equine nutritionist. I'm just saying, um, you know, it's hard to replace that kind of knowledge uh, because they've been there, they've seen it, they've seen the outcomes, you know, they, they know what's fads and they, and they know what actually works. 
and a lot of times they'll be the first to tell you like you know my my local feed store and unfortunately they're actually closed on the day that i'm off every week so i end up having to go to a big box store a lot of the time but whenever i'm off another day and i can get over there and get my feed from them i will and you know they're not trying to upsell me on anything like they know what i like to feed and the reason they know what i like to feed is because it's the feed they recommended and my horses are doing absolutely great on it. So never count out, you know, the, the, the local feed store, your local hay guy, all of those people. Like, you treat them right, have a good rapport with them, and it's going to go a long way in your career as a horseman. Pay, pay them in a timely pay, manner. Pay them. Don't, pay don't them wait until your hay guy shows up with 20 round bales of hay and then be like, you know what, I'm a little short. Can I get you next time? Yeah, no, because next time he's he's going to be a little short on being able to deliver hay, and I don't blame exactly, him. exactly, and especially exactly. So, like around here, there's still a lot of people that sell hay on the honor system. So like, the, if you buy square bales, they'll have a barn with a box, and uh, you go in and you put the money in the box, and you get however many bales you pay for, because the farmer's busy doing something else. Like he's not going to sit there babysit hay all day. Um, and they'll do it with round bells too. A lot of the guys, they'll take, uh, um, they'll take the old carts that tractors pull in the field, the, those big, um, you know, I'm talking about big flatbed carts mm-hmm. and they will put round bell, they'll set round bells on them. Same thing, honor system box. And they're high enough that you can back a truck up to it and then roll it off on it yourself mm-hmm. into the bed of a truck. You know, now, granted, you're not going to load a low boy that way. If you need to load a big low boy trailer or a big gooseneck trailer with hay, you're going to have to wait for him. But if you just need a bale, um, it's the honor system. And there's there's a local farmer here, and a parent, and he sells scratch grain, uh, millet, um, shell corn, cob corn, hay, you know, y- you name it. And it's all on the honor system, and he's got a box there. And then you just put in, you know, however much money, and you you take, you know, whatever you need. All the prices are on a big chalkboard. And uh, I was talking to him the other day, and I don't, I don't buy from him. But I was talking to him the other day, and he got, but I used to. And I said, how's business going? He goes, man, it's going good. He said, would you believe, and I, I, I live right outside of Aiken, but I live in a pretty small area, and he lives in an even smaller area where everybody knows everybody. And he said, would you believe, he said, I called a rascal. He said, he's been stealing from me for like the last six months. I said, are you serious? He goes, yeah. He said, he, he said, he will show up and act like he's put something in the box. He said, and he'll take about four bells of hay. He said, and three or four bags of corn every time. He said, he's been doing that once a week for six months. <laughs> I said, some people need to be just taken out and beaten with a rubber hose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and and being, you know, like you said, a small area, he got caught. Oh, he got caught. Now, <clears throat> nobody, we everybody's got a pretty good idea who this guy is, but it was kind of grainy on the camera, and you couldn't make out the license plate, but, I mean, there's only so many people that have that truck, and there's only so many people that fit that description, <clears throat> and word has gotten out. And now, all of a sudden, a certain person that used to get stuff from this guy all the time has stopped showing up. Yep. Yep. They know who which, they are. Which brings up another good point. Don't be that person because, you know, the, the horse community nationwide, worldwide, is a big one. Your oh, yeah. local horse community is not you no, start doing it is not you you start doing sketchy shit you start doing questionable shit unethical shit you will be blacklisted everybody will know who you oh, are yeah. if you, if oh yeah if and if you're trying to figure out how do you find these kind of people and you're just not getting invited to the barn parties and the cookouts or the trail rides you're it's you it's you Exactly. Uh, exactly. They, they, and your yeah. farriers just, communicate. Gonna... Oh, your yeah. veterinarians oh, communicate. Your fa- 
your farriers are talking to other farriers, they're talking to dentists, they're talking to massage therapists, they're talking to vets, they're... Bo, you ain't got nowhere to hide. Because after a while, your name's going to be floating out there. Listen, I'm in Facebook groups where people blast clients all the time. Yes. Hey, if you get a phone call from XYZ person, don't do it. They still owe me X amount of dollars. They owe somebody else, and then somebody else chime up. Yeah, they still owe me too. You know, I hate it for their horses, but you know, pay your bills. You know, it's simple as that. uh, And and I'll tell you something else. And we'll just turn into like all the things that just drive us friggin' nuts uh, (laughs) about this. And this goes on the same thing. Do not make an appointment to go try a horse. That is for sale when you've got like eight bucks in your bank account. Yes. Do yeah. not do that. Do not make somebody pull a horse, groom it, make sure it looks pristine for you. For you to go out there and just to try a horse that you know you can't afford and have no way of coming up with the money for. Yep. Yep. Something that you have no intentions of buying when you hop in your. No truck to Holy go Holy cow. If here, here's how I look at that. If you are not going to hook up your trailer and take it with you, don't even go. It, it's turned in and you know what's sickening about that is it's turned into a meme. Like you'll see TikToks. You know, people like you know, headed headed to go look at some rocket donkeys with three dollars and ninety cent in my bank account and I'm like you know what? This just, somebody, somebody had to just call law on you for trespassing. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm and, serious. And in this day and time of social media prevalence, do not pay a penny until you have laid hands on a horse or donkey oh, or yeah. whatever the hell, a dog, what whatever, do do? dog, squirrel, raccoon. I don't care what it is. Um, no, I agree. Like, you know, I'm buying a horse. I'm having this horse brought in from Ohio. I live in South Carolina. And I bet you're wondering, well, wait a minute. Y'all just said, no, I've met this horse. I know this horse. Exactly. I've also got, I've also got, I don't know, probably 20 minutes worth of videos of this horse doing different things. Uh, I witnessed this horse the first time it ever encountered water. So, I mean, I know... I, I know what this horse is. Uh, I have everything from uh, Equibase uh, on this horse. Yeah, it's one of those guys where he's got a whole page on Equibase, and I mean, it's pretty dope. You know, but just like I know that I know this horse, and I know these people, and it's don't don't common sense don't. Yeah, Common don't sense. wire, and you know, don't. I hear people all the time. They're buy, they'll buy a horse out of somewhere, you know, five states away. They've never met the horse, never rode the horse, nothing like that. And they'll, you know, but they're like, oh, but the pedigree. And I don't, you know, you don't have to worry. You only have to worry about that with low end horses. You know, I only deal in high end horses. I know plenty of neurotic ass twenty thousand dollar horses. <laughs> I know. I can show you more neurotic $20,000 horses than I can $1,500 horses. Right. Right. Because you know what you're getting in a $1,500 horse. You're getting a $1,500 horse. Exactly. Exactly. You know, I bought Calabogie sight unseen. It's the first horse that he's the first one I ever bought, Mm. you know, sight unseen. But I had friends and references that knew his owner well, knew the horse well. You know, it was it was a friend of mine that called me up. Hey, this horse is for sale. He's a good one. If I had room at my farm, he'd be here right now. Yeah. You know, just com- a little bit of common sense goes a long Listen, way. Co- common sense is not common. This is a thing, and especially not in the horse world. It is not common. Like... You'd be amazed at the people that will go out there. And I see this all the time in, like, groups. Uh, Horse groups. Horse groups on social media are just something else. My God. God bless you. Um, But it is something else with the the dumbest stuff out there ever. 
And the amount of people that says, I just bought XYZ truck, will it pull my trailer? That was something you should have figured out before you bought XYZ truck. Right. <laughs> I mean, you just bought a you just bought a four cylinder two point seven EcoBoost F one fifty, and you've got a six horse slant with a full living quarters. <laughs> Not happening, Captain. <laughs> I mean, you yeah. know, uh, it, it just it, the amount of people that just go into things blind in the horse world is just absolutely nuts. Is uh, oh, uh, oh my gosh, or they'll buy a trailer and they'll this one gets me all the time if somebody go and they'll buy a trailer they know nothing about horse trailers and then i get a phone call because i'm a guy that does that kind of work too and i'll get pictures of it and the whole front support of the trailer and a lot of horse trailers especially your older steel trailers will have a, a front support um where the manger and the little tack compartment is up front meat you have a usually you have a pretty substantial piece of steel in that area um and they'll send me that and that's rotted out it's gone because nobody ever nobody ever cleans in there and you know or the whole little tack compartment on their little two horses rotted completely out or the manger is rusted completely out you know what i mean or they were like oh it just needs a floor and you look at it and the channel that the floor actually <laughs> bolts to is is rotted, and you know the whole the whole bottom skirt of the trailer, you know, is as brittle as peanut brittle, you know, where it's rusted. And they're like, "How much is this going to cost me?" And I'm like, "There's not enough money to even make me fool with that because I cannot make you happy. You got got, you got completely yeah. got. Well, well, I got a really good deal. I gave twenty five hundred dollars for it." And I'll, you know, and I, it's kind of one of those things. Where I'll pay you twenty five hundred dollars to not bring it to me, yeah. <laughs> uh, because this this trailer that should have been free is going to cost you more than that for me to even get it safe for a horse. And it's never. I mean, you can't turn like I can. I can rebuild front supports. I can rebuild the floors so we can put wood back in them, but that's not cheap work. That is not cheap work. No. You know, it's one thing you buy one that's got bad axle bearings or something like that, or it's got a bent axle, you know, and it wants to eat a tire off, or it's got a little rust, you know, a little rust around the skirt, or even it's got some, you know, chassis issues um, where there's some rust in there, but it can be cut out and fixed, you know, and if you get in the thing five, six hundred bucks and you're willing to throw a thousand, fifteen hundred at it, guess what? You still ended up with a, a decent trailer at a decent price in the end. But the amount of people that have, don't have any idea what they're saying, they got the money in their hand, it's burning a hole in their pocket, and they buy the first ratty piece of crap trailer that somebody could not give away. And mm -hmm. now they're stuck with it. Mental but world. Just please research stuff, people. <laughs> it's always entertaining watching that uh, stick from your welder hit a piece of rust. Uh, well, uh, well, most of the time, like you know, when you when you when you deal with something like that, for me, like the first thing is like, okay, well, let's just let's just take the sharp end of a chipping hammer until we find good metal again, and you just start chat. You all you're doing is you're just making holes because it's just so rotten, tapping along, and you're like, yep. Yeah, well, guess what? Can't find shit to weld to on this thing. Yep. Yep. And there's little things that you can, you know you can patch spots you can weld over spots you know weld a plate over it but oh, yeah. there's only there's only so much magic that a good welder can work no and and ladies and gentlemen and i understand this if you are if you're not very handy you know and but if you're not very handy and you also can't afford to pay people to do you know work for you then don't buy junk right just go ahead and buy the bite the bullet and get a loan on something relatively new or new because the amount of people that i get phone calls from every day they've bought a 1994 dually that's got 500 million miles on it and everything on it's broke but they got a good deal and they bought a rusted out trailer but they got a good deal 
and they still can't do anything with it. So now they're there's thousands of dollars in the hole on stuff that will not do the job they need it to do. Or every time they go to get in that truck, it don't start, or something else is broken. Or every time they hook to the trailer, the, none of the lights ever work, or the electric brakes are froze up, or something else. I mean, or, or the amount of people out there that have big trailers and never put a brake controller in their truck. They buy an old truck that doesn't have a built-in brake controller, you know, and they go get an adapter so they can they can use it on, you know, on a flat, and they don't have electric brakes, and they got old Scooter back there in the back, and he's just slamming against the divider. <laughs> okay, so while we're on the subject of trailers... Level your damn trailer before you haul horses. Please, for the love of God. And I know what everybody's going to say. Well, they make trucks higher these days. Well, they also make they also make band saws that will cut the tube on that goose neck so it can be shorter. So yeah. it will fit in the bed of that truck. Um, they also make leveling blocks for trailers so you can raise your trailer up. Scooter might have to jump a little bit to get in there, but that's fine. But Scooter shouldn't have to stand uphill for three hours you know, well, you pound Red Bulls uh, on your way to the jackpot. Yeah. Because the amount of people that I see that don't, you know, if you got a bumper pull and you need a drop hitch, go buy a drop hitch. Go find, and, you're, and if you can't figure out what you need, well, here's here's a handy little thing. You just, you need a torpedo level, a measuring tape. You know, If you don't own a level, use a measuring tape. I know you got a tape. You can use the same tape you use to pull on your horses, the stick. Find... The front and the back, where the the chassis of the trailer is, you know, unless the chassis of your trailer, and man, I want to find a horse trailer that's that's you know Z'd or something like that. It should be all flat, unless you got something super high end. You should be able to measure at the tongue, and then at the back at the chassis now, and they should be very close to the same measurement. What a concept! And that's going to give you right there. Compared to your truck, what you need is for is the drop on your ball if you got a bumper pull. If you've got a goose, guess what? You've got it even easier. Hook up your goose and then loosen the little bolts on the neck and let the baby slide down with the jack as you're measuring until it gets pretty close to level. You can do this in the back of the Walmart parking lot or the tractor supply. Nobody's even going to look funny at you at the tractor supply. It's not rocket surgery. Don't make sparkle farts ride uphill. You want to know why that stick is lame every time you pull him off the trailer at the jackpot? That's because you didn't have a brake controller. He's slamming against the divider while standing uphill for three or four hours. Your boy is sore. (laughs) And if it's a slant load, it's even worse. Yeah, yeah, he's standing sideways on a. He's standing sideways like a mountain goat in the Rockies. <laughs> I don't know. He used to load real good. I don't know why he don't like the trailer. His hocks are swole on one side, lady. <laughs> and and for anybody listening, th- this everything that we're talking about, we have seen firsthand. Yeah, we might be going a little bit to the extreme with it, but I have seen some extreme dumbassery float around out there. I mean, it's just, and I live in an area where, so do you, where like, I see more like horse trailers than I do passenger cars some days, depending on like what part of the county I'm in. And it's just, it's absolutely, what blows my mind is you will see some old farmer running around with a, uh, with a convertible trailer that he's got like six daggum Angus in the back, and it's more level than somebody that's got a $25,000 horse in the back and $120,000 trailer. Yeah, with with the horse's head stuck out the window of the daggum trailer. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it, it's, folks, we live in a crazy world. <laughs> And I'm just waiting for the day that I see Sparkle Fart's head stuck out the window of that trailer because they now, didn't that, oh close my God, it up. It, it kills me so bad. Be going down the interstate. They're doing. They're doing. They'll be doing eighty one minute and then forty the next texting 
old Scooter's head, he's, he's pressed as far as he can against the sidewall of that trailer. His whole neck hung out while Peterbilts <laughs> are going by doing 110. <laughs> and they want to know why Swerving he's got all nine. over the place. And they want to know why he's got an eye infection on his right side. Right. <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ! I've seen. I have seen. I've seen. It was a big four horse. Had four horses in it. All four of them had their heads just hanging out the window, just flapping in the breeze, baby. Tractor trailers just flying right past them, right by their nose. Yeah. And yeah. and they're up, and they're up there pounding a Red Bull, just hitting on up the highway. And I'm like, get the, gotta get gotta, to that next gotta, show. You shitting me? You gotta be shitting me. <laughs> And then somebody wants to talk about me because I got an old Ponderosa stock trailer. Like this thing's, you know, it's almost as old as I am, and uh, it's in good shape. You know why? Because I wash it and I, I I get the piss out of it so my trailer don't rust and you know uh, I, I grease my, my my bearings when I need to. It has bearing buddies. Just hook the grease gun up to it. The same one that you should be using on your tractor that you probably want either. That's why your bucket squeaks, guys. And <laughs> It's just eating the bushings out of it, and, and the Kubota dealer really loves you. You know why they smile every time you walk in? Because you don't take care of your shit, and they're just, they're just break one right off in you. So if your tractor dealer smiles every time you walk in the door, you might want to buy a grease gun. Uh, but that thing also works on trailers, too. And, you know, if you got these these things called bearing buddies that, that go on the dust cap, the dust cap, the little round part, you know, in the middle of, you, of your wheel. Uh, some of you has got these trailers with these big fancy wheels, and uh, which is awesome. We used to call them mags back in the day. And you might not have a spot where you can grease with, but damn, that trailer sure looks good going down the road. But them bearings ain't seen grease since since. You know, Moses walked down with the Ten Commandments. <laughs> I mean, just, jeez Louise. Uh, just dessert, dessert fitting, the grease fitting, dessert fitting, whatever you want to call it. I mean, it's like this magical thing that people are just like, what is that for? I don't know. You know? I don't know. It's, Looks like a nipple. You like nipples? Yeah, it's just. Looks like a nipple. That's right. I mean, you know. Oh, my gosh kills me absolutely kills me anyway but what i was gonna say is i got a little crappy ponderosa and people want to talk crap about about my trailer because it's like four different colors the boards in it go the wrong way you know because somebody used it for cows for so long they didn't run the boards the long way it's fine i got little horses um it's getting a new floor in it anyway and uh it's got few repairs on it you know because i fix my shit when it breaks but um you know, it's it's safe. It's absolutely safe. But it's a two-box Ponderosa. And the amount of people say, when are you going to paint that trailer? I don't know. When are you going to When are you gonna close the windows so your horse doesn't get taken off at the ears? <laughs> don't, don't worry about me. You know, you've got a $100,000 rig there, and you don't even know how the, the windows work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And it, well, and that thing that thing's at a forty-five degree angle going down the road. Like the front tires, <laughs> the front tires aren't even making contact with the asphalt. And you're worried about my trailer. <laughs> well, it's like this little trailer I'm taking down there to sell next week. You know, she she's looking for a trailer. She's on a budget. You know, and she's a great the, gal. We're not going to call. She, her, she's we're not going to call great, her out, but she's a great gal. Yeah, yeah, great, great person. And it's exactly like I told her. I said, this thing, it's got a little surface rust on it. Not the prettiest thing, but it is safe. It will safely get you and your horse to where you want to go. And yeah. to me, that is paramount to any. Oh, yeah. And, and the same person, the same person. And this is how smart this person is. This person didn't know a whole lot. They've never owned a horse trailer before. They're fairly knowledgeable horse person, but they're learning. And they admit they are learning, and they are open to advice to people who know. Wow, questioning attitude and open to open to conversation about learning. Isn't that, isn't that refreshing? Anyway, it's a rarity. Uh, this person was it's a rarity. This person was looking at another trailer and knew that I worked on trailers and and stuff and sent me pictures and then immediately told me this is what the people were asking for it. 
And I said, okay, fairly nice trailer, but front main support was was rotted out. And I said, I think I have a piece of channel iron here uh, I can put in there that will never rust out again because it's three times as thick as what was in there. And um, I think I had a piece of, you know, that I got it. It was, it was charged to another job. It was like a 10-foot stick, and I used five of it, and five would probably going to be enough, I think, to get to go back what she needed. It might have been a 12-foot stick, and I had six left. I can't remember. And I was going to give her a really good deal to put it back, and then, but I was like, it's going to this much. And then if you ever resold the trailer, you know, you, and I think she talked herself out of it uh, because she got advice. And she got the right advice because it was easier to not have a trailer and borrow one than to own one you can't use that you've wasted mm-hmm. money on. And now she's she's saved her money, and she's in a situation where she can get a lot better trailer at a really good deal. And she already knows if anything happens to it, call me. I'm not but like two hours away. You can bring it to me, or I can come get it, and we can get it fixed. Or the next time I'm down that way... It's not far from me when I'm fishing just to swing by one morning and look at something electrical or or change a bearing or something. Put wire a new plug. It'd take me 30 minutes. And then I'm on mm-hmm. my fishing trip, and they're having fun with their, their tacky, you know? And and here's the thing. If you are new to, to the horse world, you know, and, and like you said, she she is a knowledgeable horse person, you know, but... As a whole, you know, relatively new to a lot of, of aspects of it. That's right. You know. But, but here's the thing is I, this person I would trust with my horses, even though they are relatively new and they are relatively young. Like, they are really young. And I, I would, it, it, speaking in regards to our age, she's, she's really young. But yeah. I would trust this person with my horses over half the people I know that are my age has been in it their whole life because half the people I know that's been in it over my age, you can't tell them shit. And they're not willing to listen to anybody. It, it's, yeah. They've done it, it, you know, they're not they're not willing to listen to anything new. Uh, you know, well, I've always done it this way and it's always worked for me. Has it really worked, though? Or, you know, you're just saying that. <laughs> you sure go through a lot of horses that you think are just bad horses. <laughs> you know? Yep. yep. Somebody that's but, got but thirty years in there, you you sure you sure call a lot of horses dumb. <laughs> and and it seems like I have to bring it up on almost every episode, you know, the, the Marsh Tacky community. If more organizations and riding clubs were like the Marsh Tacky Association, this world would be a much better place. I I agree. I really I really agree. Uh, just it's uh, just willingness yeah. to help and offer advice when it's needed. Oh, yeah, you don't listen. You don't even have to own a Marsh Tacky to join the Marsh Tacky Association, and it's a hundred percent worth it just to be able to get into the groups with those people and to go to the the shows. You don't even need a Marsh Tacky to even go to the Marsh Tacky shows. Like most of them are, they're little Gymkhana type things, and they're open to all breeds. Now there are tacky. You know, classes just for tackies. And, you know, I, I sh- which ticks me off because I should be grandfathered in with Tater. But, you know, even though she's not a tacky, <laughs> not remotely a tacky. But with that said, she's not going to win anything, so they should let me in the tacky classes. <laughs> Arrest my case. Fight me, Leave Miranda. Her alone. Fight me, Miranda. <laughs> but, uh, leave, leave Tater Mare alone. Uh, I'm probably bringing I'm probably bringing two horses um, to the the Gymkhana uh, if I make it, uh, and if you make it, I'll have one for you if you want to show. You can you can bring you can ride the new boy. He'd be perfect Ooh. for you. Got a step ladder? ground. If I can ground mount, you can ground mount. I can ground mount okay. a sixteen and some change horse. You can ground mount a sixteen okay. and some change horse. Now I can, but I won't like it. He'll he'll canter, but it ain't pretty. <laughs> so you might you might want to you might want to see a pacer or a trotter. So he raced as a pacer, um, okay. but he he will trot, um, and and he prefers to trot actually. 
Um, but no, he was raced as a pacer and was a good pacer. I mean, you know, you don't win two hundred something thousand dollars as a bad pacer. Right. Um, right. You don't. You don't. You don't get two hundred seventeen starts when you suck. <laughs> I mean, he had twenty something first, twenty something seconds, and twenty something thirds. Like the bo- the boy was in the money a lot, you know. So, uh, yeah. But you know, yeah, he prefers to trot. Um, I don't think he had he had ever had any under saddle work until Jump Start got him, and he loved it. And they've been riding predominantly western. Which he seems to dig, okay. and uh, which is probably how I'm gonna ride him. And I don't know, he might end up at like a schooling dressage show or something with me when I get ready to do that. Like I don't see why he wouldn't. He's he's definitely a pr- pretty mover yeah. to an extent. I mean, he's not he's not like oh wow, so fluid. Nah, but I mean, he's you know he he moves out okay, and. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, for me, he's just going to be a, a horse to go hack with. Like, he's just going to be a trail horse um, because that's really where his mind is. Um, I know they were saying somebody really wanted him, you know, that, like, you think a, you think a standy could barrel race or you think a standy could do this event and think they could do that event? And they were like, maybe, but, you know, he's 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 beyond war horse. He's like iron horse with that many stars. Like, just... <laughs> earned he's earned a g- retirement where he's just someone's buddy you know just let him yeah let him be a trail horse let him let him be a fun play day horse you know let, let and, him enjoy uh, life so because they were asking me they're like you know it's, he'll move out until canter he'll move out until canter just fine but it's like not a pretty canter and i'm like you know i don't really care because i don't really need him to canter <laughs> right right i mean at this so, juncture in my life i really I'm don't like, need a horse to trot i'm totally you know? fine with that <laughs>